0: All the latest business news from WA, delivered daily. At Close of Business, news briefing. Good afternoon and welcome to At Close of Business. I'm Jordan Murray with today's headlines. Perth's median house prices have dropped for the first time in at least 12 months, but the state has shown a softer decline than the eastern states. CoreLogic's Home Value Index showed a 0.4% decline in Perth's home values in September and a decline in its medium home price to $558,000. This compares to a 1.4% decline in the National Home Value Index in September and a drop in medium home value to $730,000. Nationally, the rate of decline in home values slowed in September in most states, easing from a 1.6% drop in the month prior. However, Perth and Adelaide bucked this trend with accelerated decline in home values at 0.4% and 0.2% respectively. CoreLogic Research Director Tim Lawless told Business News though Perth's home values have dipped, the city has defied national trends during the downturn and that it was too early to tell whether the housing market had moved through the worst of the downturn. He added that Perth and Adelaide were continuing to show resistance to falls as well as regional areas. Clive Palmer's Mineralogy is being given one last chance to refine its $19 million case against Chinese-owned CITIC, after parts were branded unacceptable and legally embarrassing in the Supreme Court. The mining giant launched legal action against Sino-Iron, Korean Steel and owner CITIC Pacific last year, which hinges on a clause buried in the mining right and site lease agreements they inked in 2006. Under the clause... Mineralogy claims the agreement stipulated that Sino-Iron and Korean Steel would foot the bill for any costs it incurred administering the deals with CITIC serving as their guarantor. Mineralogy has argued that it extends to covering costs in the order of $19.3 million, most of which is in fees stemming from lawsuits over the deal. The rest of the funds are described as internal costs and other legal fees incurred between 2013 and 2020, which CITIC alleged contain no real details as to the nature or character of the fees described. The case is just one of the 34 legal stouches between the pair, which have both reaped the benefits of the success of the Sino-Iron Magnetype project in the Pilbara, which is operated by CITIC on land owned by the Mining Magnates company. More than $100 million is believed to be owed by ASX-delisted Vietnam Industrial Investments, as the Perth business, which had previously boasted high-profile directors, is sent to liquidation. The New South Wales Supreme Court appointed Deloitte's Matt Donnelly and David Mansfield as liquidators to take control of the business last Thursday. That followed a move to wind up the company by Kuala Lumpur-based creditor Malayan banking Berhad, which trades as Maybank. Vietnam Industrial had interest in the Vietnamese steel industry, owning and operating an automated rolling mill in Haiphong, producing rebar, among other assets. But Vietnam Industrial was delisted from the ASX in October last year after it was unable to post an up-to-date annual report. And coming up after the break, I speak to Senior Editor Mark Byer about his profile of Avicenna Systems. We understand that business relies on being informed. That's why Business News is your most reliable source of news, industry insights and business connections. To stay fully informed, we encourage you to subscribe to our emails, flick through our magazine and visit businessnews.com.au for daily news updates It's the best way to ensure you have the information you need to be future ready. Business News. More news, more insights, more connections. Welcome back to Our Close of Business. I'm Jordan Murray and on this wonderful Monday, I am joined by Senior Editor Mark Byer. Mark, how are you today?
1: Very well, thanks Jordan.
0: Mark, in our last edition, there was a fascinating piece on a wonderful tech startup that uh, you authored. But before we talk about that company, I'm going to ask you about a piece of research that you refer to in the introduction. uh, And it talks about the age of uh, entrepreneurs and uh, startup founders. What is that about?
1: Yeah, look, I found this really fascinating because it was research that defied our general expectations. Uh, When we think about successful entrepreneurs in the tech space, we think about people like Mark Zuckerberg. He was in his twenties when he started Facebook. Same with Bill Gates at Microsoft, Steve Jobs at Apple, uh, Melanie Perkins at Canva. uh, And yet the folks at Massachusetts Institute of Technology, very well regarded institution in the United States, did an enormous amount of research. Uh, They canvassed a, a very vast database of tech startups. And their, quote, primary finding is that successful entrepreneurs are middle-aged, not young. We find no evidence to suggest that founders in their 20s are especially likely to succeed. hope this doesn't prick too many bubbles out there, uh, but this is what the evidence tells them. Uh, Quote, All evidence points to founders being especially successful when starting businesses in middle age or beyond, while young founders appear disadvantaged. So I guess it taps into the notion that when you've got a few grey hairs, you've had a few wins and losses, you've built up some experience, and you've still got the that vision and drive to do something really clever and innovative, and it's the combination of those things, that seems to be the key for success.
0: Consider my bubble popped, Mark, but we're talking about Avicenna Systems here. What did that research have to do with them?
1: Well, the founders of Avicenna Systems are... are Perth, uh, West Perth tech startup, um, all averaging in their 50s, in their age, and all very experienced. So, Paul Watt has been involved with um, an ASX company, Phylogica, who was one of the co founders of Clinical Cell Culture, a company with Fiona Wood, and also worked a lot at Telethon Kids Institute. Uh, Paul Ostergaard, well known in Perth as the founder and leader of ASX company Norwood Systems. And Tony Fitzgerald also worked for multiple ASX companies. And Mark Sheridan uh, worked for FBR, that's the old Fastbrick Robotics. Uh, Now, that group of people hadn't really worked together uh, before they founded Avicenna. this is only uh, two and a half years ago. Uh, But through sort of fortuitous circumstance, they all saw an opportunity for a far more efficient way of doing diagnostic testing, including testing for COVID.
0: And of course, COVID's a bit of a past concern now. So what else are they doing? Where else are they finding value?
1: Well, look, it's a system that can be used for rapid testing of large numbers of people uh, for any virus or any uh, risk that's seen. So certainly in the mining industry, where there's still a very big focus on ensuring that infections don't enter their operations up in the north or in the outback of the state. Uh, Also the aged care sector. And when the folks that have a seen a look at the global opportunity, you know, COVID wasn't a one-off. You know, there have been numerous, well, many uh, large-scale viruses around the globe and I think a much bigger focus by employers about managing the risks involved here. So they certainly see a big opportunity. They're getting very keen demand for the uh, systems that they've built for this testing. Uh, they've gone as far as getting uh, high-level TGA authorisation. Uh, they've had solid support from investors. They've raised the capital that they've needed. Uh, they've had backing from government. Um, so look, a lot of positives there. Um, and look, If they keep on going on this trajectory, there'll be one more example to um, add to the evidence for that MIT study.
0: (laughs) Well, it's a great story to start off the week, and you can read it now by heading online to businessnews.com.au. Mark, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, George. The latest business news delivered daily. Subscribe and rate the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. For all the latest business news, visit businessnews.com.au.